Thank you so much. It's such a blessing to be back here in the Bahamas. It's been a number of years since we've been on the island. We have good friends here, and it's always so good to come back, share the Guanano story with you. Our names are Lindy and Carol Drake. Um, we do have a ministry with the Guanano people in Colombia and Brazil in a Bible translation and church planning ministry. I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was a farmer. And uh, growing up, I spent my time in the fields, uh, planting, harvesting wheat, uh, raspberries, black and red raspberries, and grapes. And uh, that was a fun childhood, working outside most of the time. And uh, God taught me how to work and not mind the sun, which is a good thing because where we're in the Amazon, there's lots of sun. Here in the Bahamas, there's lots of sun this week. Uh, but the Lord touched my heart in, in that farming. And out of that, he taught me that uh, the same thing Paul said, my my grand ambition has always been to preach the gospel where Christ is not known. And God laid that message on my heart as a, as a young man in Bible school. And uh, that's what uh, I felt I should do. I met Carol there in that Bible school and separately, independently, God had convinced her to do the same thing with her life. So we joined forces. We got married right after Bible school and, and uh, we went to Columbia to do what God had asked us to do. Alan, I want to say we don't work alone in Columbia. We have good coworkers, uh, Barry and Denise Spohr. And uh, they're from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, we've worked with them from the very beginning of the Guanano work, and we're still friends. This is not something God has done. We really enjoy our coworkers. And, uh, but we have another picture we should show, which we don't have, and that is of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Because we learned early in ministry uh, that we're just workers. We're just the workers in the field. But uh, Paul told the Corinthians, you're the field. And the owner of that field is God. And we're just here planting, we're harvesting, we're watering. But the one who makes it grow, that's God. And so we'd like to show you a picture of God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. But uh, I think you know them well here in the, this church in the Bahamas. So they don't need a picture. You're already convinced that anything that comes of our labor among the Guanano is what God has done. Alan, um, we have lived the last 23 years in San Gabriel de Cachoeira. Uh, right at the end of the point of that green arrow is the town of San Gabriel. That is a Brazilian town. It's not a Guanano village. But there are Guananos who live there, and those are the Guananos that uh, we work with. And as Pastor said, we started out in Colombia and in a little village called Taina. 
I don't know if uh, you can see it on this map as clearly as I do, but that where we live and work in San Gabriel is called the dog's head of the Amazon. It kind of looks like a dog head there, a dog head. You can see the ears and the mouth. Looks like Brazil is barking at Colombia. <laughs> well, for 10 years, our first 10 years in the Guanana work, we lived in the mouth of that dog, that little yellow point that's sticking out into the white part of Brazil. That's where we settled and the Valpez River, and where we got to know the Guananos, and they got to know us. And then uh, we were forced out of that region by insurgents that were fighting against the government, were kidnapping American missionaries and holding them for ransom. And we could no longer live there safely with our three daughters. And so the Lord opened up a path to move to Brazil and we moved as close to the Colombian border as we could. And that's why we're, we were living in San Gabriel da Cachoeira. Alan, by God's grace and by God's work, there are two churches among the Guananos. One is in Colombia, one is in Brazil. The one in Colombia is in that village where we learn language where we lived just as simply as we could, washing our clothes in the river and, and sometimes sleeping in hammocks before we built some beds and living without electricity. And that, that was in the middle of nowhere. And uh, we lived that way for 10 years uh, with the uh, Guananos who lived in Taina and now in São Gabriel da Cachoeira, the church in Brazil is in that Brazilian town. But uh, through it all, it's, we're reminded it's, it's God who brought this about. He's the one who brought conviction. He's the one who enlightened hearts to understand the gospel, to convince them that they really were broken and under the dominion of Satan and their own slaves of sin and under their own sin nature and the liberation and freedom that God desired for them in sending Christ to shed his blood and carried their sins to the cross and died and rose again and lives in the heart of every believer to produce what he always wanted, men and women and children created in the image of God. And that's what has happened there in Taina, Brazil, Alan. Our churches, our church services are a lot like yours. We sing, we pray, we worship, and then we teach. And uh, when we teach, it's expository teaching. We read the word, we stand, we read the word together. And then we explain the meaning of the word and then we try and apply the word to their lives, to their everyday situations. Uh, our services are different from yours in the fact that while we're teaching, uh, while we're teaching, the folks have a chance to respond. We have Guanano Bible teachers now, sometimes they'll stop after 10 minutes of teaching and ask, what are you getting out of that? And then we get to listen as people speak up from the congregation, what they're getting out of that. And sometimes that's great. 
<laughs> what they're getting out of that. Sometimes you realize they didn't understand that very well. So you get an opportunity while you're teaching to correct some of the misunderstandings that have come up. Some of the different applications of the word, this is how it looks in my home, in my life, where I work, where I go to school. And so our, our, our services take a little longer. Sometimes we expect to preach an hour, maybe even an hour and a half. But it's a, it's a time of just fellowship with, with the congregation as a whole, and no one seems to care about the time there in Guanana land because it's Sunday, it's a day of rest. <laughs> and so that's what they've come to church for. Alan, this is the service as it is in uh, Taina, Columbia. You can see it's different. Uh, everyone there sits along the wall and you have this big gaping empty space in front of the person who's teaching and sharing. But that's, they are comfortable with that. They think that's cool. They have all that space in the middle. But uh, that's a jungle house with palm leaves and bark walls and dirt floor. Everything they make in the jungle comes out of the jungle. Nothing's purchased. They don't need nails. They tie it all down with jungle vine. And uh, that's the way we live in the jungle. But uh, these two churches are functioning today. They're meeting today, even as we speak here. They're in meetings in Colombia on the Valpez River, in Brazil on the Black River. And as you meet here each Sunday, maybe you can remember them and pray. Alan. Our uh, church services and like yours is going to end today. There's a meal. There's something to eat. Everyone brings something. Uh, for those who don't have anything, they bring their plates and their hungry children. And as you can see, we don't really lack uh, when God's people come together and share their food with others. We don't really lack rice, beans, noodles, here in San Gabriel, it's uh, grilled chicken. Uh, fish is too expensive. Here in San Gabriel, uh, they just, it's just too hard to get. The uh, river's been fished out, so grilled chicken is the main dish, which isn't bad. You have church dinner like this up in Taina, in Colombia, in the jungle, you're going to get fish. And when I say fish, I don't mean grouper. Uh, <laughs> I love the grouper <laughs> in the Bahamas. But there in the jungle, they, they just boil it, they pound it up, and it all goes in the pot, and it all goes in your plate. And that means you've got scales, you've got skin, you've got uh, fins, uh, you have all those things, you have eyeballs, you have everything. <laughs> and you have lots of bones. So it takes Carol and I about half an hour to sort through all that <clears throat> and spit out what is needable. They have it down to a science. They turn it out. It goes out on the floor. Remember, it's a dirt floor. And so uh, they go through it pretty good. But we're just thankful we live now in San Gabriel and eat grilled chicken. <laughs> Alan. Uh, Carol's part of our Sunday school in our ministry. She wears a lot of hats in our ministry. Sunday school, T 
teaches the children, uh, sings the most beautiful songs. And this is in Portuguese. These kids growing up in town just don't, just don't speak their language anymore. They speak the Portuguese, which is the national, national language of Brazil. So we teach them these songs, or Carol teaches them these songs in Portuguese, and they're just beautiful Bible songs. And in that process, she's teaching them the Word of God. Helen, she is also a tutor. Now, this is a Sunday school class, but Carol is also a tutor. These kids struggle in national school learning Portuguese. Uh, learning all the different subjects they teach in a Brazilian school. Most of it doesn't make sense to them. Most of it has little application to their own lives, the way they live them out as uh, Guanano children. And so they don't learn to read real well. They don't learn to write real well. So Carol has helped them with that and even with math. They're interested in math to the point where when they give 50 ice out, they need to know how much change they're going to get back. So they want to know how to add and subtract <laughs> and, and not be cheated at the local store. So they're interested a little bit in math. But uh, Carol helps them in all those different ways. Uh, with their schooling, they come with their books and their lessons, and she has to study a little bit in order to figure out where to jump in and, and give them some help. She is also our literacy guru. Uh, she has put the primers together uh, to teach the Guanano children and adults how to read, how to write, and that has been a been blessing for our work. Uh, Ellen? We, the church up in Taina organized an outreach, uh, just like we sing here, people need the Lord. And they realized they have, the, they have the word now in their own language. They need to reach out and start sharing it with others. This is a Cubeo Indian village. What we're excited about is we had nothing to do with this. This is an outreach the church organized. Uh, the Guanano Bible teachers organized. Uh, they pay their own bills. They find some way to buy the gas. And remember, the closest store where you can buy gas is about a day's river trip away. So it's not always easy to have gas on hand. But they do it, and they reach out. they've reached out to this village, and now there's a group of new believers here in this uh, Cubeo Indian village. And the Guanano Bible teachers go up each Sunday and teach both. They have one group of believers, one group unbelievers. And uh, we have developed, with their help, all the Bible lessons that are taught. And they are able to take those, study them, and teach them to others in a very effective and uh, powerful way. Alan? These are some of the Bible teachers that we have. You see them named there. Uh, that's <clears throat> Rey Orlando, Roberto, Leoncio, Moises. On the side we have Herman and Gustavo. Herman is a very dear friend with me, uh, of mine. Uh, we've spent so much time together developing these Bible lessons and uh, wrestling with the vocabulary, how to bring that over into, or into Guanano in a way that people can understand it. He loves the Lord. He loves his word. And he spent 
maybe three or four hours with me every, la every afternoon for the last many, uh, several years putting these Bible lessons together. And also Gustavo and also others have helped me do that and helped Barry do that. And uh, of course, the Bible translation as well. These are the ones we've depended on. These are the ones who have responded with time and effort and a desire to know more of God's word. And we're very grateful for our Guanano Bible teachers. And you can pray for them, that the Lord, now it's their responsibility. We're not there to coach anymore. We're not there to encourage them and help them and figure out problems anymore. That's now their responsibility before the Lord. And they're having a good experience, just depending on the Lord to do that. Alan? Of course, Bible translation has been a big part of what we do. <clears throat> this book was translated before we even became involved with the Guanano work. It's the Guanano New Testament. Uh, it was translated uh, by Wycliffe Bible translators, Nate and Carolyn Waltz. When they got done with it, they invited Ethnos 360 to get involved with the work. They told us, we've translated the word, now you come and teach it. You come and plant churches here among the Guanano, and that's how the Guanano work got started. And uh, when we got involved, we realized, well, we don't teach starting with uh, John 1.1. We, we teach starting with Genesis 1.1. Uh, a lot of Old Testament needed to be taught in order for the Guananos to even understand the New Testament. So almost immediately, as it took us five years to learn the language so we could talk to them on more than a conversational level. And uh, we started translating the Old Testament, um, not all of the Old Testament. These are the passages from the Old Testament which help prepare them to understand the meaning of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ for their salvation. Uh, this includes all of, or not all of Genesis, most of Genesis, most of Exodus, and uh, other passages throughout the Old Testament that help them understand the gospel. And so now they have <clears throat> both the New Testament. We helped uh, Nate with a revision of this New Testament, which was published in 2007. It needs some more revision after teaching through it and realizing the Guananos helped us understand this needs to be said differently. This needs some help because what you're teaching doesn't match what we're reading. And so we need to do some more work uh, to, to make sure our New Testament is, is teaching what, or is saying what God is saying. And so we may continue on that work even though we're now in Florida and not on the banks of the river. Uh, next, Alan. A lot of that is <clears throat> the comprehension checks. And uh, that is just reading the scripture. A consultant comes in. Larry is on the end of the table there with his laptop. He's the translation consultant. He's listening to the reading of the word. He doesn't understand Guanano. The Guanano helpers on the one side of the table are telling us what they understand, what they're getting out of, what we've just read. They respond in Guanano. We translate that 
to English so Larry can understand it. And then Larry is taking notes where things are good, that's great, or this still needs a little work. <laughs> but that's what goes into a good translation, a lot of consulting, a lot of uh, comprehension checks. I'll give you just one quick example. I was checking the story of blind Bartimaeus with Gustavo. Gustavo, <clears throat> he aced that story. Uh, the word for blind man in Guanano is caparinierido. That's uh, eyes that don't see man. Or, or woman, that's a blind man. Sounds good to me, that sounds like a blind man. I said, don't see man. And so we read that story and he got it, he aced it. He understood, he was sit, sit, sitting by the side of the road, couldn't see, and he heard Jesus was there and he called out to Jesus for help and Jesus stopped and responded. He ran to Jesus and Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And Bartimaeus responds, make me see. And Jesus healed him and he could see. Gustavo aced it. He understood everything that that story was saying. Well, then I asked him, well, um, I never asked, did you understand it? Because they always think they understood it, whether they understood it or not. <laughs> they don't know if they didn't understand it or not. So I don't ask him that question anymore. What I ask him is, are you having any problems with this story? Is there anything that you thought when you read that, you heard that, why'd they say it like that? Or maybe they should have said it like this. You have any of those thoughts? He said, yeah, I have one. He said, uh, couldn't he see? Couldn't Bartimaeus see? And I had no idea why he was asking me that question. He had already told me he was a caparinierido, so an eyes that don't see man. That's, yeah, he couldn't see. And, uh, he said, well, he had eyeballs, didn't he? And I started getting a headache right behind mine because I had no idea where his question was going to go. And I said, yes. I, I, I don't know the man. I didn't know Bartimaeus. This happened a long time ago. I believe he had eyeballs. And he said, well, they were open, weren't they? And again, <laughs> I don't know, Gustavo. I wasn't there. But... From the blind people I know, yes, their eyes are open, but they don't see. And he said, if his, he had eyeballs and he could see, then, no, if he had eyeballs and they were open, then he could see. But he didn't find what he saw. And I said, oh my, that's a new thought. I haven't had that thought before. And we don't have those kind of thoughts, but that's the way the Guananos think. And that's their language. And so I asked him, well, what does he say to Jesus then? What do, you, what do you want me to do for you? And he says, he would have responded, help me see find. And he put the two verbs right together, didn't conjugate them. It was just help me see find. And that <clears throat> just an example of things that we translate, we're doing the best we can do. Uh, the, we're translating the way it makes sense to us. It doesn't always make sense to them. And they realize right away, they need help. Let's help these missionaries. And uh, it's with their cooperation that we have books that really uh, explain the word of God to the Guanana. Alan? Uh, what we want is worldview um, transformation. 
They believe so many things that are wrong. They've grown up all this time, all their lives, under the dominion of Satan. He's clouded their thinking with lies, things that just aren't true. He's done that for you and me, too. And it's only the Word of God that straightens those things out, that takes what's twisted, that takes what's dark, and makes it straight, makes it light. And that's what we're praying for the Guadalas. This is Paulino. <clears throat> he was the oldest man among the Guanano believers. He recently died. He had a stroke. Uh, he laid in bed for two years, unable to uh, move much. At first, he was able to get up and use the bathroom with help, and he couldn't do that. But he died in October of last year. All sorts of rumors broke out that this was the work of an enemy, this was someone who poisoned him, this is someone who did this or that to hurt Paulinho, or maybe Paulinho was a bad man himself. He was someone who maybe used his incantations. He used to be a medicine man. He used his incantations to harm people, so he was so bad that he couldn't die right away. That's why he lingered two years before he died. All these stories, all these rumors that came up to disparage uh, Paulinho, who was a wonderful believer, who had a heart for Christ, his family, had prayed for his family. There are other beliefs about fish, animals, trees. They're all people. And when, when uh, people <clears throat> give birth, all of nature gets angry because they, they stole the energy they needed to make more fish, more trees, more animals. And so you've got to chant, you've got to, you've got to produce these areas of security. And um, it's a very scary time to have children. It's a very scary time uh, in, for sickness. They think this is an animal spirit that's gotten inside of me. I ate a fish and I got an animal spirit in me that's going to change my human spirit into an animal spirit. I'm going to get sick and die and go to the animal house. I won't even go where dead guananos go. I go to the animal house and then I'll be used to make more fish. These are the things they think and believe. And so we're just asking God to use his word as it's taught and as the Bible teachers teach to change. There are the Guanana believers, many of them, bless their hearts, have, now they don't do all the chanting, they don't do all the isolation, they don't do all the scary things when they have babies. They say, no, God's the owner of life. We'll trust him. He can give us our babies. And uh, he's done that for them. I need to finish up here really quick. Alan, this is a statement. <clears throat> I'll read it for those maybe listening. Uh, magic society lacks confidence in each other. Everyone suspects everyone else of trying to hurt them in some way. A magic society is naturally antisocial. Everyone is a potential enemy of everyone else. This is the great mark of a magic society, a spirit inclined to conflicts, fights, disagreements, and lack of confidence in each other. Consequently, there is also much fear. Maybe you know people like that. <laughs> These are the animistic peoples that populate the jungles of Colombia and Brazil. And you wonder, there's no hope. 
How can you plant the word of God here in a society that lives like this? And the only hope is what God has given to us. And that's the gospel. The, the amazing thing about the gospel is he not only forgave us our sins, he removed everything that separated us from, from himself so that he can love on us and have us in his family. The blood of Christ cleanses from every sin and uh, makes it possible for to us to enjoy God and he to enjoy us. But that's only the beginning. We died with him. We rose with him. We no longer live. He lives in us. And we live this life believing in him that he can change all this. And he does change all that. We've seen it very clearly among our Quantano friends. There's still problems, there's still conflict, there's still disagreements, but the answer is Christ. And his life in us, as we trust in him, he lives his life out in us, he changes our desires, he changes what's true for us, the reality we believe, the reality we see. That's our hope for you, that's our hope for them, that's our hope. That is our hope as well, in Christ. Helen, this verse was our stronghold, what kept us going, be strong, immovable, always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. That's what drove us all these years, that's what drives us now. We'll continue working to make this volume, which is now two volumes, into one volume, so the Guananos only have one Bible to carry around instead of two. And just uh, want to thank this church uh, for your part in our ministry. Over all these years, you've meant a lot to us. It's always been good to have the Bahamian Church behind us in our ministry. Uh, just. Thank you so much. We give you thanks, and I'd like to pray, to pray to close. Lord God, we just give you thanks for everything you've done. This is not our work. This is your work. Among the Guanano, you, you reached into our lives and moved us out of a, a farm in New York and Carol in a small New York town. You moved Barry out of Philadelphia and all those big cities and brought us to the jungles of Colombia and Brazil. Just thank you for giving us an opportunity to know the Guanano people, to live among them, to cry with them, to laugh with them, to help them and whenever possible in ways that you enabled us to do. Pray that you'd continue to grow your church there. May it be a light on the Valpez River. May it be a light on the Black River and just pray that you would strengthen the Bible teachers to teach according to your word, explaining the meaning and then applying it to people's lives. Just bless their work as you've blessed our work. Continue to do your work there, even though we're far away from them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen.